For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep? Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 225 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. I'm back in the booth today with Mo Nose. What up, Mo? What's going on, Core? Welcome back. How you been, man? Man, just been anxious to get back on here and talk about some basketball. I know, man. We chat on the side every day, all day, man. And we don't stop talking about the women's team, the men's team. And I know you're excited about some baseball as well. So it's an yes. exciting time for you. Yes, yes. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, man. Well, this is a special occasion because we have a special, special guest joining us. Now, he really needs no introduction. I mean, if you're a Jack State fan listening to this episode, you know exactly who is he, who he is. Or even if you're a longtime Jackson resident listening to this episode, you know who he is, whether you remember him from his basketball playing days at the powerhouse Murrah with A.D. Ashley Robinson or his playing days. Come on with <laughs> Start preaching. Start preaching. All right. His playing days at Jackson State when he led the Tigers to an NCAA berth tournament berth in 2001 where they faced the number one seeded arizona wildcats a loaded squad with gilbert arenas and several other nba players future nba players richard jefferson and after that game they had some glowing things to say about this guest gilbert arenas went on and on about richard bradley from jackson state so welcome to the show the hammer richard bradley 
appreciate that, man. Appreciate you guys, man. Listen, you bringing back memories talking <laughs> like that, man. Listen, I just need one more practice and one more game. I want to replay that game, guys. <laughs> no doubt. We, we thought we had them. We thought we had them. But, hey, man, value that for y'all still made us proud. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we we'll appreciate that, man. We appreciate that, man. You know, I, I always tell people, you know, as a as – a, as college athlete at jackson state man that's one of the highlights when you're able to uh go and represent represent your school on a national level like that in one in the biggest tournament when it comes to ncaa basketball and we represented well man so mm-hmm. you know a lot of the guys from that te- that team man we're still close to this day and we we talk about that game a lot of times what, what we could or what we should have did but you know it, it was awesome to represent the university and on that caliber man no doubt shout out to our silky slim <laughs> what you know about Slim, man? Vincent Come on, Jones, man. Mo, Mo, tell us about Silky Slim. Man, Mo, what you know he, about that, man? He was my childhood hero. <laughs> that dude was everything. He was my Matumbo, my dad. That's right. I mean, That's he right. was just—he was just everything. He was a Greek freak before the Greek freak. That's right, yeah. man. Shoot the three. You know, dominant on the post, and I mean, when I say jumping out the gym, uh-huh. man, I never seen anything like it, man. He made basketball easy. I'll say that. Man, you know, you know, Richard, we gotta, wow. we gotta bring you back on and just reminisce, man, because we're already going down a different path, and I think we could do this all day, all night. Because yeah. talking about jumping out of the gym, now we gotta talk about Tim Henderson, man. We, <laughs> we can't leave him <laughs> right. out. But let, let, let's pause and let's bring you back because I definitely want to go down memory lane with you and Coach Reed at some point as well, just for her playing days at at Murrah High School definitely want to hear those stories but you know it's funny I, I was talking about you as a, a former player at murrah former player at jack state and one thing that i didn't mention was former assistant coach with the jsu lady tigers so that's what we want to talk about today this powerhouse program that you helped build right along with coach reed just doing an amazing job this season right now we're sitting at 26 wins in mm-hmm. a row at home at the time of this recording 13 and 0 this season in conference play so far, this team is number one in the conference in scoring offense, field goal percentage, total team defense, opponent's field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, number one in team rebounds, defensive rebounds, offensive rebounds, opponent rebound percentage, and number one in the SWAC and blocks per game. This is complete dominance. And, and, you know, again, you've been right there with her building the program and a lot of the players on the team you've you know helped develop and recruit. So right. just I guess just some quick thoughts overall. I know it's a lot, but, you know, that we can say about this team, just some quick thoughts about where we are with this program. Yeah. Well, you know, when we when we actually came in, I was I, I came in day one with Coach Reed when she actually took over the program. And and one of the things that she definitely stressed was changing the culture of the program. You know, the program had been down a couple of years, you know. And, you know, they had, they had talent, but, you know, they just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't put it together. So one of the main things that we did was came in and changed the mind frame. You know, one thing about Coach Reed, she's always going to stress, you know, a positive environment, a positive attitude, and basically putting in the work to get the results that you want to accomplish. So, you know, that's the culture and the foundation that we tried to set and that we did set um, when we first initially came in. Um, and like you say, that that winning streak, that 26-game winning streak we have at home, you know, that that starts with work and ethic. You know, that that's special, man. And I want people to realize what they're watching. You know, you don't – this is a maybe once-in-a-lifetime type mm-hmm. situation, the things that they're doing over there with women's and women's basketball program that we built. You know, it's something special to watch, man. You got to definitely get out and see it if you if you hadn't seen it already. 
And Mo, I know we talk about it all the time. He he touched on something, just where the program was, you know, before uh, Coach Reed took over and, before, and when she brought him on as well to help her build. Just talk about what you saw uh, just almost immediately. I know in the first couple of weeks, first couple of months, it was kind of uh, rocky for Coach Reed. She's talked about that. That's on record. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had her doubts and things like that. But but it seems like at one point she just, again, at a snap of a finger, turned this thing around. And, you know, we talk about how, you know, it used to be late arriving crowds really getting there for the mm-hmm. men's game. But. You know, once Coach Reed got rolling, they were there for the women's game. So, which is kind of what did you see from that standpoint as well? Man, with the women's game, you could always tell that we had talent. Um, just never had anybody just quite just put it together. Um, so, for Coach Bradley and for Coach Reed and for what needed to come in, um, they had to set some structure. They had to set some rules and some boundaries. And you could tell the accountability was there. Definitely had talent, but I really felt like the new cat, the coaching staff really, really, really held people accountable. And that's what you could really see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know one of the first things that Coach Reed did was kind of to reach back out to Amisha Williams when she first got into got to Jackson State, just to kind of uh, to preserve that re- relationship that uh, she already had. And I know you were there to see that all that unfold, uh, mm-hmm. Richard. So just talk about how huge that was for the program to start out just kind of landing and obviously she couldn't play immediately, but just to right. uh, bring her into the program. Well, you know, Misha, Misha went to, she, as you know, she went to Mississippi state at first and, you know, she, 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 she got up there and she really didn't like the situation. So she kind of, kind of fell out of love with basketball, you know, and I always tell the players when I was coaching, you know, one thing about the sport, no matter what you're playing, you got to be in love with it if you really want to be successful at it. And she had kind of lost the love. And, and that's one of the things I, I always tell Coach Reed. She, she does an excellent job at, you know, it's, it's bringing the kids back to that mind frame to, to, let, to nurture them in the talent that they have and make them understand what they can do and the potential that they have. So, you know, when she, she was going through a situation, we got her back. For, we got her from Mississippi State. She came in. She was, you know, had just had a, a baby, a little boy, uh, Jace. Um, so, you know, that was a big part of her life. And she was, you know, she wanted to uh, she wanted to do some she wanted to do some things uh, to change her life. You know, and that was one of the main things I saw Coach Reed, you know, helped her with was to, you know, get back on track and, and to finish uh, what she had started, you know, so she came in, she decided to come over to Jackson state. We got her, you know, and she started to work out, man. Now you got to think about this. She had just mm-hmm. came off having a baby I mean, right. six to eight months prior to, to her arriving at Jackson state. So it was a big transition for her, but she came in, she put in the work and, and she found that love back. You know, I could tell, you know, when she started showing up to the gym, you know, early putting in the work, and, and I saw her getting a groove back, and she, I saw her starting to develop the love for the game again. And, and that's what matters, man. Hey, Coach, so starting out, were there any funny stories or anything in particular that you just remember <laughs> happened that just sticks out in your mind? Yes, man. So let me tell you this. So you got Amisha Williams. She's probably – I'm 6'3", guys. I just <laughs> – 6'2", with my shoes off, you know, just depending on what shoes I'm wearing that day. Um, so Amisha's 6'4", man, and she comes in to practice, first day of practice, man. She grabs the rebound. She takes it full court, man. So, you know, me personally, I have never seen a, a player of her magnitude be able to be that athletic, do the things she's doing. So she grabs a rebound, a defensive rebound, takes it full court. She spins. She lays the ball up. 
with her with her right hand. Man, I like to ran out the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I never seen. I said, you know what? This is something that's gonna be special. And I knew right then we were building something that was gonna be that was gonna be that was gonna stand the test of times. So I'll say right. that. Yeah, she's just definitely going to just go down in the history book. She's going to be one of those players like, a you know, Rosalind Spann that, you know, 10, 20 years later we're still talking oh, yeah. about. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, she's yeah. etched her name in stone. And, yeah, it was huge for her to get that additional season, along with our Rogan as well, but the, this right. additional season because she's just – from even from last season, as a WNBA prospect, she's taken her game to yet another level. Talk right. about dominant. 13 straight double-doubles, had a career high recently – against FAMU, 33 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, she leads the SWAC in scoring, 19 a game, almost 12 rebounds, field goal percentage, it's 56 57%, three blocks a game. I mean, she's tied for 11th in free throw percentage as well, yeah. but she can get it done at the line. So yeah. just a dominant season, Mo. And when was the last time we had a female to score over 30 points? Wow. When was the last time we had a, you, a, a male to score over 30 points? <laughs> I, know, I mean, Trey Johnson, uh, yeah, Trey. Maxie, they did Maxie. Well, Tristan, obviously, yeah. I'm sure he had a 30-point game. But yeah, female? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm female, you probably got to go back to maybe like a – well, I'll say this. I don't know if you guys remember Christina Ellis. She was there. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Christine so Christina had a 40-point game in Valley. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So she went for 40 at Valley, maybe like 42 or 43. So that was the that was one that I can remember right offhand. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She I was, was thinking Shalita Burns. Oh yeah, man! Look, you calling names right there? Jim Shalita Hill, Burns. Jim uh-huh. Hill, straight out of Jackson, Mississippi. Absolutely. That's right, Shalita Burns. And now uh, you know, uh, Richard. Another thing I love about what Coach Reed has done, and obviously you played a huge role. The depth that this team has, just building up that depth. Because if you look mm-hmm. at some of these games, because a couple games we got were close recently, especially in the mm-hmm. first half. Uh, but playing without some key players. Uh, Rogan had an injury. Luckett had to miss half of a game and then the full game due to an altercation. But the team still found a way to pull it out. So, man, that depth is really, you know, because if you look at it, when you lose your point guard, you have to really go deep into that rotation. Then you bring in a freshman like an Ariana Hunter who just steps mm-hmm. right into the moment and doesn't disappoint. Right. That's right, man. So, so you know, we've won a lot of championships over the last couple of years. And, and one of the things that Coach Reed and I, we both agreed on, the bench is what makes dynasty. It's the difference. You know, a lot of teams have good players. They have their top five or seven. But when you're trying to build a dynasty, and that's what we set out to build when we initially started. When we when we touched day one, we wanted to build a dynasty at Jackson State. So we focus in and our skill development with our, our bench players is key. You know, believe it or not, the bench players probably put in, players coming off the bench put in more work than the players that start. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the key to us being able to be nine, 10, 11 players deep sometimes. So that's what we focus on. As an assistant coach, that's all I focus on. Mm-hmm. I never really worried about the starting five because Coach Reed's going to take care of that. You know, with her being a skilled, strategic planning coach that she is, my focus was to make sure that when those players came off that bench, they were ready and skilled and apt and know what we needed from them to be able to fall into the roles that they need to play to make sure we're successful for 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 the team not just for personal reason because you know all players have personal goals that they want to accomplish and things that they want to do in their career but you know you have to have you have you have to make sure that that bench players are bought into the program and understand what we need from them when when they when they when it's their time to go in and and, and give their shining moment as i used to tell them hey right. coach so how do you recruit a kid that may not 
I mean, the depth is there. You know that there's a Rogan at the guard position. You you know that Kashana is at, at, at the other guard position. Mm-hmm. And you got a Misha down there. So how do you convince a, a young lady to come into the program and really buy into the system? What are you saying in these living rooms? In the living rooms, we tell them, come take something. Uh-oh. So, you know, it ain't it ain't no such. So one thing about JSU women's basketball, you earn your keep. If you want to play, you come take some. And what that does is that makes practice practice competitive. That makes everybody stay on their toes and do what they need to do. Because if you're not producing, hey, we got to go with somebody that, that that's going to produce. And you know what that entails, what that does is everybody gets better. It makes every it pushes everybody to get better on a day-to-day basis, basis because it's a competitive game. You know, and the thing is in life, you know, what if you're trying to go get this job, if yeah. you're trying to go do whatever. It's a competitive world. So you've got to got to go out there and take some if you want it. And that's why, you know, when you see those girls coming off the bench and then we don't have a drop off, that's because every day in practice, we're competitive. We're pushing each other to get better. And that's the that's what we're letting them know when we're sitting in these living rooms telling them, hey, you know, this program is rolling. We're going to we're, we're going to win, you know, because mm-hmm. we've got the talent and we put the work in. But if you want to be a part of it. Come and take something. And that's the attitude that we wake up with a day on a day-to-day basis. All right. Yeah, I can imagine those practices because, you know, if I look at the, the bench, you know, I see players on the bench who could easily start at a lot of other swags, at most other swag schools. When you talk about bringing a Deja Woodard out for your bench, and even right. Jariah covered it. I mean, when she stepped in for Lucky, the, the offensive flow didn't miss a beat. Just cool, calm, gets in the lane, hits that little mid-range jumper, and we know what she can do from three-point line. So these are players are coming off the bench, Mo. Right. Man, no doubt about it. Covington is coming off the bench, and she's a top five guard up in our conference right now. No doubt, no doubt, Mo. I totally agree with that, man. I totally agree. If she was, if she was at any other school, she would definitely be the starting point guard. And I'll tell you this: I wouldn't. I, I would every night. I wouldn't want to line up across from her every night. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, man. <laughs> Absolutely. And Woodard is scary. I mean, I think we were all on the on the end of our seats just waiting on her to die for the night. <laughs> almost had it. <laughs> yeah. I thought I, I missed it. it. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know she wants to get that back. But the thing about Woodard, and, and, and you can talk to us about her last season when she had to sit out, what she brought to the table just in practice. I'm pretty sure nothing – this is not coming as a surprise to you because you saw her, man. We were so anxious right. and waiting to see her hit the court. But what has impressed me this season is just the improvement. She's so much better now than she was the first game of the season. I mean, teams cannot keep her off the offensive glass and you can pencil, right. you can just about pencil in for a double double every game now. That's right. And and what pe- most people don't know, she can guard every position on mm-hmm. the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the thing that makes her she's a superior athlete, you know, and I know you probably seen seen videos or clips of her on social media dunking mm-hmm. and things like that. But she's a she's a she's a hell of a defensive player. And and that's the thing that makes her special because you can put her in any role and, and she can maintain and hold up no matter where we stick her at. But yeah, she's a walking double double, man. Um she shoots the ball well from the mid-range level. She also um uh, she rebounds, like you say, on the offensive rebounds. She's very sneaky and long and and, and and I call it slinky is a word that I use with them all the time, because she gets into those cracks and crevices a lot of times where you can't put your body on her, but she's so long and, and quick that she'll be around you in a second and she gets in there and sneaks in there and get those offensive rebounding. So so that's what makes her special. Man, when I think about Woody, she just reminds me of some of those young ladies that'll come out to the park and guys be playing and she got next. 
<laughs> and just ball out all over them, boxing them out, right. and getting rebounds over them. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. And another player I've seen really step up from the beginning of the season to now, and I really expected her to do this just based on what she did at Houston. That's Maya Crump, man. The the recent emergence wow. of Maya. I don't know if something just clicked or you know she's just stepped in it up. She's always been versatile, able to score, rebound, block shots. You know, get this. You know, she's one of those guy or one of those ladies who can fill a stat sheet. But That's recently, right. she's just taken it to another level. Right, and, and believe it or not, Maya Crump Crump led her team her freshman year. I think she was like freshman of the year in a conference that she transferred in, or maybe it was like the AACC or AAC, something like that. Can't remember exactly what conference it was, but she was voted rookie of the year in that conference with like mm-hmm. Rutgers, whatever that conference is that Rutgers and all those teams are in. But but what people have to understand is she's way better than you're seeing now. I believe so. It. Yeah, she's way better. So what she's done, she's been a veteran player, and then she's been around. She's went to the University of Houston and other universities. So she understands what it what it means to play your role. So basically, what she's doing, she's playing a role in this in in the role that she's in now for this team. But man, let me tell you something. If you if you gave her 15, 20 shots a game, mm-hmm. she would be averaging twenty points in this league without mm-hmm. a doubt. So she's yeah. bought in. She's bought into the program. So you know, like I tell you, man. You, you you guys need to stop by practice one day and check mm-hmm. her out, man. She 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 goes crazy in practice because you know she can kind of get a get off a little bit more in practice. But okay. with us being so dominant the way we are now, you know she's kind of playing that role and doing a great job at it. And, and and that's and I know Coach Reed is very appreciative of that, no doubt. That's awesome for a person of her caliber to you know be a team player enough to want to play that role because I believe you when you say she could give you twenty a night if we needed it because Mo uh, on the season preview show you predicted that she could possibly lead the team in scoring. That's right. She has extremely high basketball IQ. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody in the swag has stopped her from penetrate. Nobody mm-hmm. in the swag has, and I love her shot selection as well. I love mm-hmm. having her as a true combo guard. And mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. One other player I want to highlight uh, who's really stepped her game up, and I'm excited about this one because she's the person who I spotted as a freshman and and saw her growing as a freshman and said she's going to take a big leap for her sophomore year, and she's starting to do it as of late. That's Tilly Bowler. I mean, you talk about confidence growing game by game, and you can just see the game starting to slow down. I mean, it's so evident that she's figuring it out. She's putting the ball on the floor more, taking it to the basket. She's way more decisive now. And she's becoming a reliable three point threat. I didn't know that she could bring that to the table. Yes, 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 man. That's she's just developed that when she got to college. So she's been working really hard on that. But but one of the things is we we recruited big guards in this league. You know, big guards seem to have an advantage because most of the guards in this league are small guards. So she comes in as a big guard that can actually handle the ball. She runs the floor very very well, and she's a great defensive player. You know, and, and one thing, one thing I can say about we call her Tilly. Her name mm-hmm. is Tylen, but we call her Tilly. That's her nickname on the team. One thing about Tilly, she has a work ethic like no other, and she's very competitive. So, so every day, she wants to. When we get in practice, she wants to guard the best player every day. So she's on whatever yeah. team she's on. Mm-hmm. She wants to guard the best player on the other team, no mm-hmm. matter what. And, and that's the type of competitiveness. We've tried. We've created in that culture when we were building this dynasty at Jackson State. So, and, and let me tell you this: 
Tilly's going to get better. She's going to Bowler's going to get a whole lot better, man. And she's going to be one of the leading one of the uh, leading scorers and impact players on the team the f- next year coming up. So you can look for more results out of her definitely on next year. Mo, you said it as far as her defensively. Again, going back to the season preview show, you said you looked forward to her guarding the best player on the other team. Man, she's so wiry and long. Sometimes I get confused. Sometimes I don't know if she's a post player. Sometimes I don't know if she's a star. That's right. I mean, what position is she? <laughs> What's her position, Richard? Well, she, she actually plays the one through the four. So she can, believe it or not, she can actually bring it up. You know, she, mm. she doesn't take on that role during game times. But she can handle the ball and bring the ball up on the fast break. So we let her push it in, in the fast break situation. So she can guard the one through the four. And that's what makes her special. And for her to add that jumper to a game, man, oh, yeah. she is scary. Yeah, so, that's gonna be that's gonna be scary. I agree with that, Mo. Man, no doubt about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. So, Richard, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, twenty-six game winning streak at home mm-hmm. in a row, mm-hmm. undefeated so far in conference play. You play basketball. How mm-hmm. hard is it? to win 26 games and i don't care if you do have superior talent because teams are gunning for you that's right how hard is it to go undefeated in conference play and in any conference no man that's i'll tell you what that that's that's tough man the main thing is keeping the girls Mm level-headed keeping them focused because some of the i think our our margin of victory is like 20 some points per game Mm -hmm. so you know you have to keep them level-headed and focused and keep them um keep them actually focused on what we're trying to accomplish for the program, you know, and, and, and that's the things that we draw, we drive in them every day, things we drive in their head. You know, we're all always reiterating that, you know, it's bigger than yourself. It's always about the team. and It's always about the program. So come out and give the effort, you know, do what you're supposed to do in your role and make sure you're doing the best job you can. And, 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 and at night, whether we win or lose, when we win, you know, whether we win or lose, but we don't win, <laughs> you know, you gave your best effort and did what you're supposed to do uh, for the program. And, and that's how you keep the girls level headed. Um, also, too, you know, sometimes it's good to take we, we try to take their minds off of basketball, let them do, you know, activities outside of basketball, because sometimes when you're playing a sport, as long as the basketball season lasts, you know, it, it, it can wear on your mental. So, you know, we do different activities, team building activities outside of, of the scope of what everybody's used to. And, and, and that keeps them focused, you know, let them do some recreational things like bowling and things like that to make sure, you know, that they, they've got that extracurricular activity that, you know, they can have that release and the pressure can be off of them and they can just relax. And then you bring them back in and, and refocus them. So that's, that's how we keep them, in tune with what we're trying to do and what we're trying to build this dynasty that we're actually building over here at Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Man, Coach, let me ask you something about this team as far as the players that you know of. Mm-hmm. Who would you consider to be that glue guy on this team? Who keeps everybody together? <sighs> well, I'll, I'll say this. That's 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 a good question. Um, Misha, so I always say you have different types of leaders. Mm-hmm. So I'm our most verbal leader would be a Jaria Covington from just the players that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, your most go do it and get it done is Misha. Misha, she's not going to say a whole lot, but she's going to go get it done. And, and, and when Misha goes, we go. So I would say between, and, and look it, 
Luckett. Mm-hmm. Luckett is the one that's going to tell you, you know, look, it is what it is. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And and she's going to call those players out, and it is what it is. And, you know, you need that balance because everybody's personalities are, is different. So with that balance and that type of leadership coming from all, all those different angles, those three different angles, you know, that that's how we keep the glue going and make sure everybody is staying focused on, on, on the task at hand. I'll tell you what I love about um, Covington. I believe it was one of the blowout games with one of the Florida schools. And mm-hmm. it was late in the second half, and Hunter had made a mistake. And she mm-hmm. had kind of put her head down, and Covington immediately ran over to her and like, uh-uh, pick your head up. No, nah, right. you're going to do better the next time. She that's literally right. looks like a coach on the floor, and that's yeah. what you want to guard. That's right. That's right. Well, and the, and the thing is what we teach, we always talk about, one thing Coach Reed talks about every day in practice is body language body language body language and i stress that word because those two words because you know how and i don't know if you guys i'm i've coached a while so so the thing is you can kind of tell where a person is by their body language Mm -hmm. and everything that we do is is you have to come with a positive body language or if not we, we we'll reset it we'll start it all the way back over you know go back to the locker room get yourself together come back You've got to figure it out to make sure you you come out with that positive body language because what we what I've noticed that if the body language is not right, it spreads throughout your team. So mm-hmm. you've got to make sure that everybody is coming to the court when we practice in game time, game days, and things like that. That the body language is is positive and upbeat and energetic because and that's how you win twenty six games in a row at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, staying with this roster, so who's that player is the most fun to be around? Who's the class clown on this team? <laughs> oh, without a doubt, Ty, Ty Land Bowler. Really? Oh, wow. That's interesting. Tell Listen, us. I call, I, call her, I call her a dancing machine, man. She's going to uh-huh. dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it on, on social media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. going to dance. She's going to dance. She's going to have fun. She's never serious about anything. She's always upbeat. So, so that's that's our that's our class clown. You know, when we're on the road, she's gonna be the one pranking the players and have everybody upset, and she'll be somewhere laughing in the back, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the back somewhere laughing at everybody. Right. I would have never guessed that. Me neither, yeah. man. I, I would yeah. never guess. It. That's good stuff. Good, good inside info. Yeah. Good stuff, coach. It's been awesome having you on this show, man. We got to do this more often. We got to celebrate this women's basketball team. Like you said, this is a once in a, you know, potentially a once in a lifetime thing that we're witnessing. You just don't see this type of dominance in a team, you know, going, you know, winning these many games in a row and just again, dominating their opponent and and going undefeated in conference play. Still games to go, but up up to this part, up until this point. So we definitely want to cherish this. And Coach Reed, man, I mean, what can we, what can, what is there left to be said about her that hasn't been said you know, she has just really taken this program to a completely different level. I don't think anyone expected this when she took over. And well, as we stay, as we stand <laughs> today, she is the only black head coach in NCAA basketball who's undefeated in conference play. Well, like like I've been telling all the alumni, the other alumni, we got to make sure we keep her, man. Mm. Whatever it takes to keep her, man, because she's hot. You know, and the thing is, she's proven that she can get it done on this level. You know, and I know she has aspirations and things with her career. So we got to make sure we keep her, man. Um, and, 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 you know, I just ask all alumni that are listening, you know, let's do what it takes to make sure we can keep her on board and keep her here, man. So that that's what I ask. You know, Coach Reed brought me my first college coaching job. Mm-hmm. Well, I, actually, I, I coached Juco at Hines 
But okay. my, my first D1 college coaching job was at Jackson State, and she gave me my first opportunity. And I'm forever grateful for her for that, man, and and, and what she's building over there and what we've actually been able to accomplish, man, is, is awesome and it's, it's one of a kind. And like I say, it's something that you may never see again in this lifetime, man. So it's, it's something that we may need, we need to make sure we do is try to keep her around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We appreciate that perspective, Coach. No doubt. And, and, you know, you had some great words to say about her, but if she was on the show, she would say the same things about you. And she's been on the show and she said it, you know, just <laughs> a person who's always there for her, just her rock, that person she can lean on. I know y'all go way back That's to right. her days, but it's just, I, I know when in a business like this, you, you can't beat having somebody in your corner that you can really count on and trust. And, you know, I know you aren't coaching there anymore. You're, you know, you aren't there this season, but man, I'm going to go back and count how many times you said we on this program. So <laughs> that, that on this show, that just goes to show that you may not be there, but you're there. Like you're oh, still, man. Look, you're there. Without a doubt. Look, we text and talk, talk after every game. You know, I tell her what I see, you know, and, and, and she tells me, and she, she asked me for, you know, just see my, get my insight on it and things like that, you know, and one thing about me and coach Reed, we keep it real with each other. And that's what I, I think that's one of the keys to make sure you're, you're being successful. You need people like that around you to, to be successful, man. So, you know, I'm there for I support the program. I support all the programs. Of course. Yeah. Um at Jackson State. So, you know, and and, and but that's my baby though. You know, mm-hmm. I, I always say that the women's basketball program is my baby, man. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate what you've done and what you continue to do. So we uh some unfinished business for this Lady Tigers basketball team. I know, you know, you can't look ahead. You gotta take it game by game, but I know they're looking forward to getting back to this whack tournament, taking care of that and then Getting a what, what a twelve C what, what what kind of C what number C can we get Mo? Because <laughs> you know that twelve five is always an upset. <laughs> Man, from twelve to fourteen, anything after that is disrespectful. Yeah. So you Mo, you said a twelve? At least a twelve, man. Twelve to fourteen. Anything Listen. after fourteen is disrespectful. Listen, I'm gonna say this: anywhere from that twelve to fourteen, somebody's gonna get a butt whooping. That's all I'm gonna say. We got it on record. You we got it, it on record. record. I'm going down. I'm going down with it, baby. There we go. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate it. Tiger fans, I know they appreciate this episode. And this continues to support the Lady Tigers basketball team. And of course, the men as well. But this, this show is specifically about the women. Let's continue to show them our support. All right. We will reconvene with you guys definitely at some point. After the season, we'll come back on here and talk about it. Go right. Tigers. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me, man. And that'll do it for episode 225 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag the I love.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.